It was 38 years ago, 39 years ago. I settled the marriage issue. My single issue at the altar. In, before God, you settle every issue at the altar. You don't wait for 38 years to decide, I'm not married. No. We knew the trouble's coming. Oh, you're quiet. The Bible says when you get married, trouble's coming. And what's your issue? You bought the ticket. You settled the issue at the altar. You don't wake up one morning and say, I don't feel like. No, baby. We settled the issue at the altar. I don't feel like it. I said, give it a week. Maybe you'll be over that time of the month. And then we have another conversation. But you are married. You're not going to lose your mind because we settled this issue a long time ago. Everybody say settled at the altar. Luke chapter 19 verse 11. Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem. And because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. So he starts to let them know, you thinking it's going to happen now, the kingdom. But I'm letting you know, we're going to settle some issues this morning. That's a word for somebody. Tell your neighbor, we're going to settle this issue this morning. You say it like you never ate anything. Say it with a bit of a roar. Just let them know. We're going to settle. Let the devil know we're going to settle this issue in the house of God this morning. Amen. A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants and delivered them ten miners. And he said to them, do business until I come. The King James Version says, Occupy until I come. So the kingdom of God, when Jesus ascends, we're dealing with that on the 18th, the ascension day. He settles the issue before he, before he leaves. There's no back and forth. And so can we just, you know, send the papers in and waiting for an email and the WhatsApp never came through yet. We're not sure what to do and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. The issues get settled when he speaks. He told them this is the kingdom of God. He says, now occupy until I come back. Here's your gift. Here's who you are. Now do business until I return. Occupy until I come. So, I want you to know this morning, when God brings you into the kingdom, and you are not functioning or occupying or doing what God has called you to do, there is something, an error in your system, not in God's system. Every issue before God is settled when He spoke it. That's why God don't wake up every morning and say, you know, let's make sure everything's turning right and tell the stars, slow shedding, what stage are we on? None of that. None of that. Because God's got order. He spoke it once and it's done. He settles the issue. He settles it when he says it. So, Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and 6. The day is coming when your life is over and God's going to ask you these questions. Did you occupy? Did you do what I called you to do? I gave you a gift and you need to know how to function in, in the earth with what I've called you to do. And so from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to, whom, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, he has made us. He's not going to make you. 
He's made us kings and priests to His God and Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So there are demonic systems in the earth. And when you come into the church of a living God, you begin to understand that even though you were saved, He also made you. He made you a king and a priest. Now in your home as a man of God, you are both you are all three. You are king, you are priest, and you are the prophet of your home. That's personal. You raise an altar and you can declare things because even though you're called to go to work, there's a priest inside of you that must raise an altar and have the fire burning in your home because you are supposed to be able to can pray on this altar and minister before the Lord because that's what the altars are for. That's what priests do. Their primary role is to bring sacrifices. Their primary role is to, is to, is to declare the blessing of the Lord and is to minister to God on any need that is in the family and, and speak to the Lord because that is your role so that as a priest, I get to minister before the Lord. I get to call upon the name of the Lord. I begin to pray and I begin to lift up incense before God. I begin to make sure that my prayer altar, that there is a, a grid that I'm working with and I'm beginning to develop my understanding about what it is to pray. The Our Father and the power of God's Word in my life and, and I'm praying. I'm not dealing with any demonic thing right now. I'm not a king right now. I'm a priest standing before the, court, the courts of heaven and I enter into his gates with thanksgiving and I enter into his courts with praise and I'm thankful unto the Lord and I'm going to bless his holy name and I'm going to praise him and exalt him and I turn on my praise and my worship and I begin to bless him. Come on somebody, you are a priest. You are not just a king. You are a priest to a living God. He made you to occupy. We are coming to occupy but right now I am a priest in my home and, and I can pray here and I can lift up incense and I can lift up my children before the Lord and I bring my marriage before the Lord and I begin to praise him and I begin to exalt him and I am gonna stand and minister before the Lord and because uh, I can like Samuel 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 oh my God I give you praise I can hear the voice of God because I am not just anybody I am both a king uh, and a priest and I can pray in his holy name and, and I can lift out uh, my prayer grid uh, and I can say our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name uh, thy kingdom come uh, thy will be done oh my father I've come to worship you I ask for your forgiveness uh, that's ministering before the Lord uh, that's hearing the voice of God I begin to magnify him oh won't you magnify the Lord with me this morning won't you praise him I turn on my praise. I turn on my worship. I begin to lift up the name over my home. I call upon the name of the Lord. There is a name that is above every other name. I let my children know, Daddy, what are you doing? Oh, my child, let me tell you that I am praising the Lord and I will magnify Him. But, Daddy, what does that mean? It means that I am a priest in my home and that anybody that's in my realm gets blessed because of my prayer and my thanksgiving and I'm going to magnify him and I'm going to praise him and child I am the head of this home you bow your knee and you will also begin to worship him you need to bring spiritual sacrifices you need to magnify the Lord because I am a priest please be seated because I am a priest in my home. And so, when I wake up in the morning, every issue is not settled in the day. It's settled in the morning. He made us. I cannot make you who you are not. You have a blood bought right to hear his voice. You were made by God. I was made by God. And we can only work 
with what God has already made. So when you come into the kingdom of God, he made us not, not just in his image, but he made us kings and priests. If you are hiding from the voice of God, you are still stuck in the first Adam. The first Adam hid from the voice of God. The last Adam loved the presence of God. Because there's no condemnation. So when, that's your, your private space, you see. So when I begin to walk out in my day, I don't see what the day will bring. I told the day what to bring. Have you commanded your day yet? You see, kings are made to rule in the earth. A, a, when, you, when you speak about a kingdom of priests, that's what Exodus said. God said that I will bring them. Bring me, give, me, give me the book of, uh, I think this is the book of Exodus. Give me the scripture I gave you. Glory be to Jesus. Did it, you don't have it? And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel. Next verse. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me what? What's a kingdom of priests? What's a kingdom of priests? When you speak about a kingdom, what's a kingdom? It's a king's domain. He rules in that space. When God makes you to occupy king's are called to occupy spaces. But he doesn't call you a king. He calls us a kingdom of priests. Because priests only deal with spiritual things. My job in here, in this place, that's your private space. When you come into this church, I was in business and, well, we're doing business now again. God put the mantle back on me to deal with business in, in the earth realm. Um, but when he called me initially, he called me into a priestly role. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 21. So when you come into this church, what God gives to me, he gets me to see things for the future. He gives you a prophet. He gives you, he gives you vision. You have your personal goals. But when he, gives, when he gives you a priest, a priest sees into eternity and thinks about the next generation and thinks about your well-being all the way into eternity and one day you have to meet with Almighty God. He says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. That God gives you an eye, a man that sees, a visionary. You are the king. That's your primary role in the earth. My primary role is to see, to get strategy. So the eye that is seen can't say to the hand that is working, I don't need you. Because every irritation in my eye, only the finger can take it out. So whatever irritation I'm having in the spirit and dealing with vision and finances and different challenges, you are the one with the hand. You are supposed to bring the provision because this is the order of God. Are you hearing me this morning? Come on, man. Just wake up a little bit and shout amen. God doesn't give me vision, make me run around and go and do the work. It's not dysfunctional. I need to be staying here and praying for you, your business, your family, your home, your destiny. And as long as you stay connected to the vision of God and the house of God, your life will be okay. So priests are mainly sent to handle spiritual things. They love the presence of God, the altar. They bring sacrifices. The kings, while God gives vision, he puts the pro in your hand. Vision, provision. 
We are both anointed. We are both in the body. We belong to this one body. There's no division. A house divided cannot stand. That's the reason why God will give man a vision and make sure that you understand the provision. Now, when you understand who you are, you can walk in here being a prostitute, being on drugs, being messed up in your past. When you come under the anointing and you take your rightful place, you begin to function out of your anointing and all of a sudden you discover you got gifts on you, you have an anointing, you have a mantle, you have a, a grace and all of a sudden here comes money flowing from your life and all of a sudden here comes open doors and all of a sudden you get to occupy until he comes. Come on somebody, occupy until I comes. Until I come, occupy means it's a military term. It means to advance and to hold. To advance and to hold. And if you don't understand that we're in a war, you'll expect everything today when God gives you steps together. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Every day we're taking ground. Every day we're taking another step. Every day we are moving into what God has got for us. It's a military term. But now watch. You anointed and I'm anointed. But here's what's important. Genesis chapter 22 and verse 15. Then the angel of the Lord came to Abraham a second time. So watch now. Abraham is following the order of God. He's come out of his system. He's come out of this country, his family. He's following God. Abraham ends up asking God for a baby, a child. And here comes Ishmael. God says, not that one. The one that comes from my own loins. Tell Sarah she's going to get pregnant. Here comes Isaac. God wakes up one morning. Well, wakes Abraham up that morning. And says, listen. Take now the... Your son, the only one that you've got. The one whom you love. Let's make no mistake. And I want you to now fulfill priestly duties. Because the priest inside of you is going to now present the sacrifice, your offering, your, your tithe. You learn how to obey God. Because as you begin to walk with me and begin to obey God, you find that the spiritual realm controls the natural realm it's what I deal with in the spirit that when you see me in the week walking in my blessing it never happened on the day that you see it happen it happened days before when I was in the presence of the Lord so Abraham puts up the sacrifice the angel comes to him and he was about to kill Isaac and the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said by myself I have sworn watch God says the Lord because you've done this thing and you have not withheld your son your only son blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore everybody read with me and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies God settles the occupy until I come the do business until I come the advance and hold he settles that issue not at the gate he settles the issue on the altar you don't, don't you underestimate what happens when you come to a church service because you need to understand that when we begin to pray here we don't wait for the thing to happen on Thursday, you will just pick up the leftovers on a Thursday afternoon, you will find the healing on a Friday you will find the breakthrough when people say, oh there it is I will say yes because we dealt with it on the altar So many people are toiling at the gates. So many people are saying, well, I have a promise that my descendants will possess the gate of my enemies. The issue God settled 
thousands of years before Jesus comes and that promise still stands today are you the seed of Abraham you're not sure must I give you scripture are you the seed of Abraham Galatians 3 19 are you the seed of Abraham then if you're not a robot then you must respond a little bit in the service then you've got to shout back a little bit say I am the seed of Abraham say I am the seed of Abraham say my children will possess the gate of their enemies you don't settle it at the gate you settle it at the altar my time my time my time Mark eleven twenty four. I'm going to give you scripture to back what I'm saying. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. No, you read it. Come on, you read the scripture. Believe that you receive them. You, you don't get the things when you get the things. You get the things when you pray at the altar that settled here this morning. I want to settle some things this morning. I want the devil to know that this is a week of favor and blessing. This is a breakthrough week for me and my house. I want the devil to know I came to the altar. There is a breakthrough here. There's an answer right here. Shout hallelujah. You put the devil to shame here. You don't wait for tomorrow. You don't decide. Oh, what you doing today? Oh, whatever comes. I tell you what must come. And when, and when fear comes, I say, I didn't order you here. I ordered a steak. I didn't order a vegan meal. I ordered a blessing, not a curse. I an anointing. I'm the walking victory. This is my day. The issue gets solved at the altar. You're fighting too hard at the gates. Oh Lord, now I need to bribe somebody to open up the door for me. Now I need to go and sleep with somebody to open up the door with me. Now I gotta go and beg her. Oh, don't you have an uncle in the furniture business? Now you must make a phone call. When the favor is in the house, the favor is on the altar. There's an anointing in this place. I feel the power of God. When we pray, please be seated. That's when it's done. Not when we get it. But when we prayed for it. I know the priests bring sacrifices. And the kings deal with territory. The wisdom of God says you are both a king and a priest. So in the spiritual realm, I get to settle the issue. And when you see me walking in my promotion tomorrow... I rejoice and God gave, gave God thanks on Sunday, not Monday. Please write this down. The king in me has to contend at the gate of my enemies. But the priest in me has dealt with the, the demonic realm already at the altar. Thank you, Jesus. Let me give you some more scripture. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, please. This is good preaching this morning. I'm, I'm going to give myself an offering after this. Amen. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. He went from the outer court, inner court, holy place. I'm going into a holy place. And he took with him Peter and two of the sons of Zebedee. So he tells everybody in the outer court, this is my private space. You stay on the outer court. You don't take everybody with you into your prayer closet. And certain people I leave outside because they speak a lot of junk. And I can't afford you to contaminate my prayer life. It's precious to me to speak rubbish when I come out of my prayer closet. 
I, I settle every issue in my prayer closet. Not tomorrow. Today. He leaves them on the outer court. Remember the people that are not even born again. They don't come near you. You take Peter and two of the sons of Zebedee and you take them into your holy place. People that can agree with you. It's called your 12 in your connect group. All the facilitators and everybody in the church, everybody will be connected to this grid. People that don't want to, they, you leave them in the outer court, but you come. Bring your children, bring your family. We're going to see results in the season. Clap your hands if you believe what I'm saying. I'm not giving this to everybody. This is for my church and for those that want to be connected. I will not give cast pearls before swine. If you don't want to be a part of it, no problem. I'm only taking people that believe in what we believe in. And I'm taking you with into the holy place. Then he says, He took Peter with him and the two of the sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay in the holy place and watch with me. I'm going to the most holy place. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not join a connect group with me and get onto the grid? Make sure that the people that are praying with you are not sleeping. One hour. Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if this cup cannot pass from me, unless I drink it, your will must be done. Then he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Look at your neighbor and say, Let your eyes not be heavy in the season. Let them know. Yeah, no heavy eyes in the season. Amen. You must be wide awake in the season. He went away, prayed the third time, saying the same words. He's asking God, he's asking God, he's seeing the cross and he's asking God, I'm going to have to go through something in the natural. Can the, is there another way around this? I love you and I want to honor you, but is there another way that I can get this thing done? God's not answering. So pick up verse 46 says so he says the betrayers are here so he says rise let us be going see my betrayers at hand you pick up verse 51 for me here's the point he goes into from the outer court to the holy place to the most holy place in there he settles every issue he sees what he has to go through and many times people speak about the cross and what Jesus went through and, and how he settled the, sun, the sun, sun issue at the cross. He never settled the sun issue at the cross. He settled the sun issue in Gethsemane. It was, his, it was the anointing. It was his prayer. It was his commitment. It was, okay, God, are you not going to answer me here? Okay, fine. I'm going to get up from here. Now, now, do what you want to do because I settled the issue not here on Calvary. I settled the issue in Gethsemane. You're going to clap your hands this morning and thank the Lord for a prayer life. Now watch what he has to go through. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the, high, of the priest and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place. For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray? Don't you think that my father doesn't hear me? 
Don't you understand that when I pray, something happens? Don't you understand that if I have to call on the angels right now, something will happen in this place? It is my prayer life. I am a priest. I won't go through what I have to go through. But don't you underestimate when I go through what I go through that I can't be praying a different kind of prayer. I am a priest. I got my holy place. I got my altar. I can anoint myself. I can walk in the blessing because my relationship is settled in the most holy place. Me and my father alone is done. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. How many angels? 72,000 angels can be released now. Don't you know that I now have submitted to my father? And as a king, I can command the angels to come. I now can walk from my priestly anointing. And I can come under a kingly anointing. And I can call for angels. And I can command doors to open. And I can bring in an anointing. Are you hearing me, Peter? Settled at the altar. It was finished. We're going to go through this and I'm not going to ask again. It's done. This is how you possess the gate of your enemies. How's your prayer life? I just want a job. I just want a job. How's your prayer life? I need a financial breakthrough. I need a How's your prayer life? I have the command of heaven as a king in my business because I have intimacy as a priest with my father. I settle every issue in his presence. My prayer life in the morning when I worship and adore him and I begin to magnify him. so busy with your business you're looking for money you're having to phone everybody else but not once have you been to the throne you're having to contend with marital issues, business issues health issues at the gate do you not know that God's got the power to do it do you not know that your father in heaven has got angels do you not know what the power of prayer does that I've authorized my father. I, there's certain times I've got to keep quiet. Even in my anger, my frustration. Sometimes in my disappointment. Because I want to lash out with the word curse. But I know that if I say something, I can lock someone's destiny away. I'm that powerful. Don't look at me. So are you. You are a king and a priest. That's why you're not supposed to be using some perverse word out of your mouth. Because I can, as a king, I get to lock your destiny as a king. I get to unlock what I want to unlock. I get to open what I need to open. So when I am walking in bitterness or hatred, or even I'm hurt, I say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So I don't use my words. Come on, wherever the word of the king is, there is so when I begin to release the word of God over your gate, you know those gates will open. You know that devil's going to bow. You know something is going to happen in this church. You know the fire, the fire of God is in this place. A king's command. You're not allowed to open up your mouth and say anything. Because you can destroy people's lives and lock them out from their destinies. Because when I say it's over, it's over. I am a man under authority. Praying and understanding your priestly role 
it's a dangerous thing for every enemy that comes up against you don't you touch my life I'm in town this weekend Zane takes me Zane Mia's pastor Zane takes me to have some lunch and as we come out in the middle of town and we had a great time and I'm sitting up front with him and I got the window down and he says to me you better roll that window up because these people do window shopping for real I said the devil dare touch my stuff you dare touch my stuff I'm coming to take off your substance and I'm going to strip you and you're going to pay me seven times you touch my stuff you touch my stuff do you know who you are do you know who you are the devil dare not mess with you. If you are both a priest and a king, I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to deal with whatever I have to deal with because I'm a priest of a living God. You're going to hear me this morning. I am not by myself. I am not walking by myself. I am anointed for this. You don't mess with my children. You don't mess with my life. You don't mess with my body. You don't mess with my money. I'm, I'm telling you, devil, I've come to let you know. You're going to pay me triple at these gates. You're going to pay the toll fees for me and my family. You cannot come against me and the, the Lord not deal with you. He's called Jehovah Gamola. He's the God of recompense. Everybody shout, you're messing with the wrong people. Say it like you ate something. Say you're messing with the wrong people. Say we're going to settle this issue this morning. Come on. Say you're messing with the wrong people. Ah, gotta run, gotta run, gotta run. Gotta run, gotta run, gotta run. Jesus is Lord. All right. Second Chronicles 20 verse 1, please. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and the others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat then some came and told Jehoshaphat he is a king saying a great multitude is coming against you from behind the sea from Syria and they are in Hazazon Tamar and Jehoshaphat feared and said to himself I'm a king I see trouble at the gate I'm hearing trouble is coming He feared, he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. He turns from a man that must occupy until Jesus comes to a priest who knows how to minister before the Lord. He settles the issue in the spirit. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, read with me. Are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave to the descendants of Abraham your friend forever? And they dwelt in it and built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple. When the trouble's in the land, we go to the temple. When there's ESCOM problems, we go to the temple. When there's marital problems, we build a temple because we settle every issue at the altar. For your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save us. And now here are the people of Kingdom Life Embassy. No, 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 you're not the enemy, right? Whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your, out of your possession. Which you've given us to inherit. Oh, our God. At the gates, we pronounce judgments against the enemy. Will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. Everybody say it. 
Come on, lift up your hands and say to the Lord. Make that your prayer right now. Say, but our eyes are upon you. Next verse. Now all Judah with all their little ones, their wives and their children stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehiel, Zechariah, Levite of the sons and so forth in the the midst of the assembly. Next verse, I've got to end. And he said, listen to all, listen all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. And you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours. I said this battle is not yours. Kings are fighting too hard down here. When I leave my business and I say, just give me a minute. I'm going to go spend time in the presence of my father. I now go and put on my priestly robes and I stand before the Lord and I have a prophetic word for somebody today. Whatever you're facing today, I'm letting the devil know it's over. This battle, we're now handing over to the Lord. Let your neighbor know this battle, we're handing over to the Lord. This fight that we're in, we're now handing this one over to the Lord. For this battle is not yours, but it's God's. Come on, say amen. Next verse, stand, I'm done. Have the worship team. Tomorrow, here's the instruction. Go down against them. And they will surely come by the ascent of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of, of Jeriel. You will, come on, you, you pray with me, say this. You will not need to fight in this battle. Why? You won the battle in the spirit, in the presence of Almighty God. Come on, the issue got settled here this morning. I'm not going to fight you anymore, devil. You are the defeated foe. My God has got the power. And my eyes are upon you, Lord. Come on, somebody. Do not fear, be dismayed. Tomorrow, God against them, for the Lord is with you. I don't know who this word is for, but it's for somebody who's up against it. Your back's against the wall. And you're feeling, God, which way to go? But I've come to let you know that this battle belongs to the Lord. You're going to shout, Amen. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Kingdom Life Embassy bowed before the Lord. What did they do? They were worshiping the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohites and so on. Please keep standing. They stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And, they, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Kingdom Life Embassy, and you inhabitants of South Africa and African as a con- Africa as a continent. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in His prophets and you shall prosper. Oh, you need to start magnifying the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when that had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army and they were saying, This is your word for this week. When you come be any, for before any challenge, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Gates understand authority. Gates will open to those who are under authority. Everybody say, Praise the Lord. Everybody say, Praise the Lord. Oh, Magnify the Lord with me. Oh, worship Him. Oh, come on, bless Him. Chronicles 2 24, 20 and verse 24. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and there 
were their dead bodies fallen on the earth no one had escaped when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil you in a season where of gathering There is a lot of unbelief in there. Do you believe in your prophet? If you want to prosper, there must be a prophet in your life to announce that this is the season of gathering. You're going to begin to see breakthrough upon breakthrough. The enemy will not be able to shut those gates anymore. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, they found among them an abundance. Say it. Say abundance. Abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry which they stripped off for themselves. More than they could carry away. And there were... Just for somebody who's a believer. Take somebody with you into the inner court and let them know I'm, I believe in God for three days of breakthrough that's going to be so much three days go back to that verse and they could carry away and they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much Lord help me with the church that will believe Help you with the church, it will respond. You are sitting in a season of tremendous breakthrough. I'm letting somebody know it looks like nothing. It looks like the enemy is against you. It looks like all kinds of demonic forces have come against you. But I've come to let you know we've settled every demonic issue at the altar here this morning. I want somebody who believes will shout and give God some praise and give God some thanks and magnify the Lord with me and give Him praise. Clap your hands a little bit this morning. Come on, just give a bit of a shout this morning. Thank the Lord this morning for the victories. We settled the issue this morning. That court case got settled here. That issue at the bank got settled here. That health issue got settled here. We are settling every issue at the altar. You get married, you go to the altar. You want to settle every issue, you go to the altar. You want to deal with your poverty, you go to the altar. It is the spiritual realm that controls natural things. God is letting you know it's the spiritual realm. That if you can deal with things effectively in the spirit, you will walk in victory on the ground and always experience breakthrough. Thank the Lord one more time. Every head bowed and eye closed, please. I want you to honor God this morning. Don't you run trying to fix business by yourself, your marriage, your health, your life. Don't you settle it there in the natural. You come into the spirit and you deal with everything that's here. Father, we thank you for your mercy upon those that are walking around. 
asking for mercy. You've heard a message that has got to do with holiness, clean hands and a pure heart. You honor God in this moment. You teach your children to honor God, man. Teach your children to get to church. What are they going to do outside of the grid? If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want you to know that God loves you, but you are made in His image. That means you can decide your future for yourself. God will honor it. You must make a choice. It's my prayer for somebody this morning that you make a different choice. That you would make Jesus the Lord of your life. Everybody online, hear me. You must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see this kingdom. You cannot get plugged into another system. You must make the choice. I've said before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Choose life that you and your descendants may love. If you've never made him the Lord of your life, or once you did and you know you disconnected from the grid, you're not praying, you're not in his presence, you don't know how to pray, and the demonic realm is all over you, all around you. You need to make a better choice this morning. You must be born again. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or once you did and you're so far from him, lift your hands right now and I pray for you. Just lift your hands and say, Pastor, I need to make right to the Lord. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to have communion together, but before we do, you lifted your hand. Should have lifted your hand. Just come. Just be bold. Come up front. Come, come, come. Encourage them. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come. Bring them, bring them, bring. Come on, make right, make right to the Lord this morning. Come, make right to the Lord this morning. I'm proud of you. Come, come, come. I'm telling you now, some people are born again, but they know their heart is far from God. But they wouldn't make a choice to come forward. You need to make them up your mind. Come on, they're still coming. You need to come. You need to come and you need to come now. You need to come now. You need to make right to the Lord today. Today is the day of salvation. Don't you gamble with your future. Don't you gamble with what they're doing. My God, I thank you. Can we pray this together as a family? Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Today I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. I believe you died on the cross for me to wash me, to cleanse me. And today I receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen.